Welcome to the Last Storyteller Podcast. So Friday evening, I was just relaxing and I was actually uh, getting some ideas for this podcast and just ran out of daylight, went to bed with ideas bouncing around in my head. Saturday morning, I got up, made a cup of coffee, and then I did something that I try not to do anymore. I turned on the morning news. There was a time when I was a news junkie. Couldn't get enough of it. But I don't have to tell you this. The news nowadays is is filled with nothing but depressing stories. And quite honestly, I don't need to uh, get all the details. I'm aware of what's going on in the world. And I don't really need to hear other people's opinions about the things that are going on in the world. So I listened to it for a few minutes, and during that few minutes, an idea for this podcast just came out of nowhere, as they often do. And I remembered a story that I had written some time ago. It's called The Boy, the Man, and the Bird. And I thought, right now's a good time to hear this story. A story that you, well, you won't hear on the news. This is The Last Storyteller, I'm Jim, and this is The Boy, The Man, and The Bird. There's a beginning and an end, an unalterable truth. The man looks past the boy. Sea foam gathers along the edge of the beach, small, white, shapeless mountains swayed by the breeze. The time between, he continued, belongs to you. You do with it as you please. With a long, slender finger, the man draws two parallel lines in the sand. A yard of emptiness separates the unsophisticated boundary. But here, the beginning, he draws an X in the sand. And here, the end, you cannot change. The boy turns away, concealing his doubt. I don't understand what you're talking about. High above the cove, a seagull floats upon an invisible stream. The bird's snow-colored feathers are anemic against the burning sun. A rebellious breeze dampens the seaside air. A reminder that winter is coming. The bird's feathered friends have departed for the warmer waters kissing the sands of Veracruz. Save for the boy, the man, and the bird. The washed-out beach is deserted. With veined and toughened hands, the man holds a book bound in soft leather. In the beginning, the world was created. It was perfect. In the end, the earth will again reveal the purity of its maker. The pages between hold everything screwed up in the world. Your life is no different. When you were born, it was the best it would ever be. When you die, it will be better than what you ever dreamed, despite what you've done with the in-between. Are you a preacher? The boy inquires, eyeing the book.
Some have called me that. What do they call you? You don't talk like a preacher. Truth often hides behind the pulpit. What does that mean? The boy asked. Never mind. The man stands, stretching his back. Why did you come here? The day is cold. I can't feel it. I can't feel anything. Is that why you came? To feel? You ask a lot of questions, and you have answered none of them. I don't know you. Why should I answer your questions? He looks at the man defiantly. The man scans the shoreline, searching first north and then south. Who else is there to talk with? The boy studies the man's face. Sea salt clings to the man's beard. I talk to the bird. He listens without asking questions. She listens, said the man. Staring at the stranger with his salty beard and silvery gray eyes, the boy, squint-eyed by the falling sun, raises his hand as a shield, and he asks, How can you know that? Oh, more questions than answers, the man laughs, before sitting beside the boy. What do you say to the bird? I can't remember. I believe you can. No, I mean... That's what I tell the bird. I can't remember. I knew what you meant. The bird comes to rest upon the washed beach, tucking her wings against her body. With resolve of no harm close by, her tangerine beak explores the sand, desirous for a morsel to satisfy. She ventures closer to the man and the boy, her webbed feet leaving marks in the wet sand. She examines the two, her head cocked to one side. The boy is familiar. She has seen him before. She does not know the other. I can't remember. That's part of this, not remembering. The color of her eyes. A crisp breeze throwing sand, startling the bird to flight. She holds the wind with her wings, sailing above the man and the boy. The tide stretches, robbing the beach of forgotten footprints and crumbling sandcastles. The man waits for the boy to continue. He does. I try. I can't see her eyes. Her face is there. I can almost touch it. Her hair. The color of the sun. Oh, beautiful hair. It burns in my memory. But her eyes... I can't remember the color of her eyes. Does that make sense? Tell me of her. Perhaps it will help you recall. The boy crosses his ankles before lying down on the sand, his head cushioned by scrawny arms. The sky is an eddy of blues and oranges as the day prepares to surrender to the night. He spies a star shining a billion miles away. The bird floats over his head, like a mylar balloon anchored to a child's wrist. He wonders if the bird is waiting to hear his story. He could make them wait, the bird and the man. He could say he does not remember. It wouldn't be a lie. Well, not a complete lie. 
It's not just the color of her eyes he has forgotten. Fragmented memories float, not unlike the lonely bird before his mind's eye. His recollections of her are cracked in contrast to those in his night dreams. The edges burnt in the same way as tissue paper set afire by a smoldering cigarette. Puffs of smoke curling, blurring his cerebral vision. The glowing fire crawls over the cracked glass, consuming all in its path. The memory becomes a useless black smudge. What is wrong with me? Wiping away a tear, his words lost in the wind. Tell me of her, the man offers again. His voice is soft, resembling a puffy cloud. The boy's eyes close. Memories cascade, indistinct like the sea's foam. He doesn't see the bird land on the small dune behind them. The bird waits and listens. She likes the boy's voice. One day she was just there. She shouldn't have been. It's not a friendly place. I watched her walking around and, and wondered why she had come. It's too dangerous. It's too dark. She walked over to where I was standing and she asked me something. But I couldn't hear her. The music there is really loud. She placed a, a pamphlet in my hand. He removes the folded pamphlet from the pocket of his torn and faded jeans. Its creases are soiled with the filth that dwells in the pockets of an addict. And then she was gone. I could smell her perfume. It was nice, not like that place. It always stinks there. Cheap liquor and hard drugs and sin. I looked at the paper she handed me. On the front, the word revival was printed above a, a picture of people who looked happy. I shoved it in my pocket, not wanting to read it. My mom, when she was sober, she would, she would try to get me to go to church. But it wasn't for me. Churches don't want people like me sitting in their expensive pews, reminding them of who they really are. He looks over at the man sitting next to him, searching for a reaction to his words. He finds none. It was the next day, I think. I saw her again. She was here on, on the beach with her dog. She called him David. I thought it was a weird name for a dog. She told me she was glad I came. She didn't think I would. I didn't know what she was talking about. So I just smiled. She spoke of the revival. It would be on the beach later that morning. Oh, she was excited. I listened to her talking. Her voice was like music. He pauses again, searching for more. Sitting up, he picks at the dried scabs on his knuckles. The man and the bird... Wait patiently. I can't remember her name. Or the color of her eyes, the man poses. Yes. Continue with what you do remember. It started raining. It was just a drizzle. But off to the east, there were ugly clouds filling the sky. I watched the lightning over her shoulders... Closing his eyes, he searches for her name without victory. 
as she hoped that the rain would stop before the revival. I could have told her not to waste her hope. The rains were coming and nothing was going to stop it. Stop hope? the man asked. No, the rain. I don't know about stopping hope. Well, hope is born from faith. Anyone can hope, for good or for bad. You keep hoping, even when the clouds are heavy with rain. Or you can stop hoping when hope becomes the greater burden. But faith, my young friend, faith is unstoppable. I've never heard anyone stop faithing. Now you do sound like a preacher, the boy tells the man. Have you heard many? The boy turns away, looking at the bird. Courage and curiosity have allowed the gull to close the distance between the man and the feathered beast. From his jacket pocket, the boy pulls out a wafer. Snapping the morsel in two, he holds one piece out to the bird as he sneaks the twin back into the pocket of the thin white nylon windbreaker. The bird's eyes are the color of charcoal. What color were her eyes? The gull inspects the cracker, cocking her head from side to side, but moves no closer to the prize. The boy coos softly, coaxing the bird. Stubborn, she waits. She knows what comes next. Safety and patience. He tosses the wafer to the hesitant seagull. The bird bows her head with gratitude before snatching the treasure in her orange beak. We stood in the rain, and she talked, mostly about the revival and the music. She would be singing. Hundreds, hundreds would come, people from her church, to hear her be revived. Maybe more, she hoped. I asked her if her church is filled with people. Why do they need a revival? The church doesn't need a revival, she told me. The revival is of the gospel, the good news. Everyone should hear the truth. They'll hear it today, right here on the beach, under skies made by God. But they didn't come. The storms came, just like I told her. They didn't hear the truth. The boy closes his eyes. You did, the man tells the boy. What? Opening his eyes. Hear the truth. No, there was no revival. It is the boy who now looks away from the man and the bird. He stares at the sea. Far off the skies are gloomy. More rain will come soon. Where do you go when the rains come? He thought to the bird. I always wondered about that, speaking aloud. The bird doesn't reply. What else do you remember? The man asked. It was raining hard. I told her she should go. She knew she should, but she didn't move. She stood in the rain as if believing it was going to stop for her. Her hair was wet and yellow hair. No, maybe it was black. How can that be? He shakes his head as if rattling the truth. She's crying, or I guess it could have been the rain. Lightning flashes across the sky, exposing monstrous clouds hidden in the darkness. The bird inches closer to the boy, 
eyeing his pocket, watching his hands. Another morsel, please, before I fly south. The wind ruffles her feathers. The boy shivers. The man speaks. Can you see the color of her eyes? No. You see her crying. I see her tears. I can't look into her eyes. Why? With the leftover wafer pinched between his fingers, he offers it to the bird. Stretching her neck, for that is all that was needed, the bird takes the stale cracker from the boy. I was ashamed, he answers the man. The man and the boy watch the bird drop the wafer onto the sand. The seagull shifts its minuscule weight from foot to foot, dancing in delight before the gathering up the treasure. She drops the prize and repeats the ballet as the man waits for the boy to go on. A sea breeze blows his overlong hair in front of his face. He brushes it away. I was ashamed because she saw me. On the beach? The boy thinks quietly as he observes the bird nibbling away. No. No, that's not right. Not here. Not on the beach. Everything is messed up in my head. He looks at the preacher man with the sea salt in his beard. Why can't I remember? You are. Four hundred miles to the west, the sun falls behind the Sierra del Camino Mountains. On the desolate beach, the moon, almost full, hangs in the sky above the boy, the man, and the bird. Lazy waves mirror the moon's glow before being inhaled by the shoreline. Cloud shadows prance over the beach, chasing the frolicking sand crabs who have come out to play. The bird knows she's tarried too long. She will wait for another day to soar above the waters again. Folding her legs beneath her white body, her belly satisfied, she lowers her small breast onto the sand. Her heartbeat slows as she waits for the boy to speak. It wasn't here, he whispers. Not that time. She was in the bad place. He pulls the thin jacket around him, his eyes closing, remembering. They, they know she doesn't belong there. She shouldn't have come. They're grabbing at her clothes. I can see them laughing, but I, but I can't hear them. The music is loud. I want to run so she won't see me, but she does. And she's come for me. She's promised me she would. The boy stops. The man can hear him breathing. The surf expands beneath the moon, lapping the wet sand, creating a soothing lullaby. The bird's eyes are closed as well. The man looks at the boy and then to the bird. The man does not sleep. He waits. For now, the boy knows. The first time I saw her was here. It was on the beach. There was music. The wind was carrying the sounds and she was singing. It was a song about a cross and about pain. I walked down the beach following the sound. There was a sign hanging between two poles. 
the wind was was trying to pull it down. Someone had, had bound it too tightly. The word revival was on the long white banner. It was written in giant red letters. Hundreds of people were here, standing and swaying as, as if the wind was moving them. They raised their hands over their heads and, and, and they were singing. They were singing with her. And then she saw me. And later, after all the music had stopped, she came over to me. She asked me if I knew Jesus. I told her I couldn't. And there's too much dirt. The bird opens her eyes and looks at the boy. Large drops of rain fall from the black sky. She stayed with me all day and into the night. And she told me about the good news. She called it the gospel. I didn't get stoned that night. That was the first time since since forever I wasn't thinking about getting high. I just wanted to hear her talk. And she came again the next day and, and then the day after that. Every day she told me the stories of Jesus. She told me it didn't matter what was inside of me, that he could change it. He doesn't see my dirt, she told me. She prayed with me, and, and, and I prayed with her, and she sang a song. It was, it was so nice. Three days, three days, man, and I hadn't gotten high. He scoops a handful of sand, tilting his palm until the sand falls away, the wind carrying the small grains away. The next day she didn't come, and then another day, and then another, and and then I just wanted to get stoned, and so I got stoned. She had left me just like everyone else. Oh, and Jesus, he was gone too. All the dirt came back. I could feel it. I wanted to feel it. The rain falls. The boy looks at the sea. Water falling on water. The bird shivers but does not move. The man looks up into the sky. His face dampens with rain and tears. She came to the dark place looking for me. She told me I should leave, but I couldn't. And I was too high, too dirty. He shakes his head. There was a punk standing by her, and he grabbed her. He grabbed her hair, and he, and he tried to pull her away from me. And she's screaming, and and another one, another punk, he pushes me down. He falls on top of me. And I hit his face. I hit his, I hit his face. And I hit his face over and over. I'm hitting him in his face. And she's screaming. She's screaming my name. And the music is so loud. But, but I can hear her crying. In the first one, he was touching her. And he was touching, he was touching her where no one should touch. I pushed the one off of me. And, and I tried to run to her. And then there was this flash of silver. He slashes and she falls. I tried to stop him. I was too slow, too high. I fell. She's there. So much blood. I look at her eyes. He stops, remembering. Her eyes. 
They were the color of the sea. Her eyes were the color of the sea. He looks at the man. That's all I remember. You don't remember, boy. What? You saved her, David, the man tells the boy. It was your blood on the floor, not hers. The boy looks down, his windbreaker is torn. Dark red blood soils the white cloth. The girl, she's here, David. She came to remember you. The boy turns. She's there, standing alone on the shore, staring out at the sea. The rain has stopped. Moonlight embraces the girl. Wet, golden-brown hair clings to her skin. Sea foam kisses her ankles. It's time to go, David. The man reaches out his hand. Under the moon's light, the boy can see the scars on his wrist. The bird takes flight, landing beside the girl. She turns her gaze from the sea, searching first to the north and then to the south. The boy and the man are gone. The washed-out beach is deserted, save for the bird and the girl with eyes the color of the sea. This has been the Last Storyteller Podcast with your host, Jim Hurdle. See you on the next page.